What's going on, everybody? I'm Cohen King. I'm here with Grant Mish. We're two UVA football players. We're really excited to start off our new podcast. It's called Kings of Mischief. Um, you know, we really believe that the athlete and podcast space could be occupied a little bit more. So we're really excited to partner with Section 5 and Hulk Sports Marketing to get this thing going. And, you know, I'm just really excited and uh, to bring this all to you all. So, Grant, you can let them know how you're feeling, man. I'm, I'm yeah, excited. Dude, I mean, we've been talking about <clears throat> something where we get out in front of people and talk for a while. I mean, we were talking about doing that before, like NIL was really a thing back when we were just playing video games. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is this is this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm ready to let to let uh, a bigger audience like kind of into the the lives of athletes outside of you know our sport. So I think it'll be a good time. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. Like especially surrounding UVA, I feel like the the stigma around athletes. It's kind of, you know, we're kind of like different than normal people, but, you know, like a lot of our friends are, you know, in, in frats or they're just regular people. So, you know, just to get like a little insight on who we are and, you know, what we do when we're regular is, is just going to be awesome. So I'm really excited. So I'll start off with an intro about myself um, briefly on my college football journey and, you know, pretty much who I am. Um, so I got here in 2018. Grant and I are in the same class. Um I won't talk too much about high school, uh, but, you know, I'll get into it another time. I only played one year of high school football, but that's another interesting story. So I walked on here in 2018, and, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Culpeper, Virginia, small town, two high schools, two middle schools, you know, a close-knit area. Everybody knows each other. And it was a lot of big buzz on me coming to UVA uh, just because I was also the first Power Five athlete from my football from my uh school to to go to a power five school and play football um and you know just coming here was really it was kind of tough you know my I was a 4A high school and you know we weren't that we weren't that competitive on a high scale in Virginia and first two years it was really difficult to you know get going get my feet going like I only set a plate one year and after that I kind of you know kind of was ready to get it going. So once we got into COVID, you know, I took like three months of just head down, grinding, stuff like that, and ended up getting a scholarship that August in 2020. And, you know, been in and out of the start. I was in and out of the starting lineup in 2020 and pretty much have been starting ever since then, uh, besides the injuries. But, you know, that's a little bit about me and my journey in college football. Yeah, bro. And here, well, here's the thing with you. We, everyone knew you were such a good athlete and you were good at football. We were like, I, I can tell you that we were all confused at how you were not on a scholarship. So that, you know, that was really cool watching that happen. But, but Cohen's got a very interesting story. Like if Cohen got into some real details of his whole career story of football, it would be, it'd be and we'll get to it. You'll get to it another time, but it's a long story. So uh, <clears throat> myself, yeah. Uh, like Cohen said, we, you know, we came in and, in 2018 together and you know that feels like forever ago now we, we always talk about how you know summer workouts of of 2018 feel like forever ago and they kind of are at this point of our lives but yeah um kind of similar to Colin uh I was like the first power five football player to come out of my high school so you know there was kind of a lot of buzz and then and then I got here and you know everything kind of flipped because yeah I was recruited as a linebacker I was supposed to play linebacker. I played middle linebacker in high school. I got recruited as an outside backer. Um, three days in the fall camp, I got moved to D-line. They said it was because we didn't have anyone, but, you know, the 
old saying is if you're slow, you move down a spot. So I just kept moving down the down the back end of the defense. And then, uh, yeah, I actually started a game that year. At uh, You got to tell them what game you started. Like, that's not even – I started Georgia Tech that year as a 4-I at 227 pounds, and they ran me down. I mean, I ended up on my back the first three, three plays I was in there. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But, yeah, so – that was the only action I saw our first year. Um, got made the switch to tight end in February of our first year, right before spring ball. I did a couple winter workouts as a tight end, but um, that was a that was a cool story because I was thinking about you know who can I ask to switch. I kind of wanted to see if I could try to play offense, and um, Coach Mendenhall came up to me one day before workouts was like. Do you want to play tight end? I was like, sure. And then the rest was history from there. So, uh, you know, that's a little bit about my my college football journey without getting too into details. Um, right yeah. now, we're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can just kind of just transition to, you know, current time, what we've been doing, um, you know, just to briefly touch on it. Grant and I just came back from OBX. Uh, for our spring break, we were there for about five days. It was electric, man. You know, it, it was, was the longest five days of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. We were down there with our girlfriends and two other friends and their and their girlfriends. It was it was awesome at a beach house and you know back to, we were starting spring ball in three days, I think. And you know, you could just touch on like how winter workouts went for you. Any recaps? Talking about spring ball, just describing it. Like I think that's something you can touch on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think winter workouts this year were the best group of workouts that I've seen since we've been here. Over, I think ever, the, ever been here? Yeah, since we've been here. I think it was the perfect combo of like hard stuff to make you better, but also the technical piece Yeah, where I feel like we've never had the proper mix yeah, in the yeah. past five years. It was either just way too hard or way too easy, I would yeah. almost say. Yeah. There was never a good mix. Um, I think this year we really got that. So I think physically and athletically, our team, you know, bro, I think we're in a good place. Yeah. Like he just said, it's hilarious. Like the the transition. So we had a coaching change in 2021 of December. We went from Mendenhall staff and they were like hardcore. Like it's pretty much as hardcore as you can get. Grant always says it's like the closest to like military as you can get. He took a lot – he pick and choose a lot of things from, like, military-focused things and, like, VMI and stuff like that. And the transition from just hard stuff for – like, I wouldn't say for no reason, but just extremely just, just hard. Just doing really hard things with almost – it felt like no end goal, you know, for the, for for the drill. The, Whether it was just, like, just run the hill until you can't anymore or, yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. But, you know, you know in long term, it had a – I had a goal, but when yeah. you were doing it, you there was no goal in mind. Like I was saying, it's funny because that off season, the last off season we had with Mendenhall was arguably one of the worst times of my life, in a jokingly way, obviously. But we would run O Hill. It's like how 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 many miles would you say that hill is? O Hill's probably only only a mile, but it's a it's a, a mile steep mile. It's a it's a mile long steep hill on a gravel surface and we just, we jog to it. It's, it's 
two miles away from us, a mile and a half away from us. Yeah. Jog to it, jog up the hill or sprint up the hill through sections on a Saturday morning. Just and then just come back. You know, that was after we'll our walk back. <laughs> yeah, and then walk back. And then we transitioned to the staff under Elliot. And we were kind of just like, it's not easy stuff, but we were kind of just like, like, when, when is it going to get like very difficult? Yeah. And, you know, we weren't, you know, last year in the, in the winter coach, uh, coach Smo, our strength coach, coach Motherman was uh, his philosophy was just get thick. He just wanted us to get as big and as strong as possible. Yeah. So we, all we were doing was lifting yeah. and, you know, this year it was not just that. Yeah. I think, I think coach Smo was like, yeah, we got to get these guys running sooner than we did last year. Cause I, and I think it's going to help us tremendously in spring ball. I agree. Um, I think going into spring ball, I'll hit on the offense because obviously yeah. I'm an offense player and Cohen can talk about the defense a little more. But offensively, I, I'm i excited. I'm excited to see uh, a little quarterback competition between uh, Tony Musket, the transfer from Monmouth, and Jay Wolfolk, a, uh, a third-year player now who – is also, you know, obviously a very a star baseball player as well. Um, I think Jay missing out on everything last year in spring ball because he didn't come to anything. He didn't yeah, come to meetings or anything. He was there at all. Um, did not help him, you know, obviously. But, uh, you know, he's already in some meetings. He's through our walkthroughs. So mm-hmm. I think that competition will be really good, not only for those two, but also for our offense as a whole because, yeah. you know, they're going to be the ones leading us. Um, and I think Tony, I haven't seen him play football yet, but you know, the way he acts in the locker room, the way he's acting in workouts, he's just a leader, like kind of a naturally born leader. So I'm excited to see that our running back room is so incredibly deep. I don't know who's going to get a carry. I'd like, how are you going to split those carries up? There's like seven, like legitimate, like starting talented running backs. So, um, O-line, you know, they've been working. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot of young guys. You know, we don't have many, many veterans on the offensive line. Yeah. Um, I think spring ball is going to help them more than anyone else, you know, because we also got Coach Hef, new O-line coach. So we kind of got new philosophies in here. Um, tight end room, you know, we're kind of the, the old heads on the offense now. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Sackett are both uh, six-year players. Josh Rollins is a fourth-year player. Um, Carson Gay is really the only young one, so yeah, uh, we're kind of like the the group that's been around the longest at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping we can hold it down during spring ball. Let everyone else kind of, you know, work their new ways or yeah, some competitions going. And I hope that we can just be consistent as a tight end group. Yeah, dude, our uh, our defense like it seems like we have a whole like graduate class of defense. Like, yeah, a lot of people coming back. We <laughs> Lost out on obviously some pretty good players, some transferring, and AJ going to the declaring for the draft. But I think we're going to be solid again this year. You know, we have a lot of people um, that have played a lot of snaps before, and I think when I think defensively, if you have like some experience, you know that that's a lot. That's as much as you can ask for. So I'm really excited for us. We had an awesome spring last year under Coach Rudd and. You know, a few of our games were kind of skewed um, last year, but overall, I think we, I, th- I think we're going in the right direction, and we're going to build on what we did last year. I just want to yeah. talk 
spring ball a little bit, man, just compared to other times because a lot of people might not know what spring ball is. So spring ball, pretty much you have 15 practices over the course of like a month and a week, like five weeks. And, you know, you go every other day and you lift the days you don't practice. So this next Monday, will it will be a lifting day, Tuesday practice, Wednesday lift day and just for, and so on. And you'll get two days off during the week. No, nah, just one, man. Oh, yeah. We go six days a week. It's just Sundays off. Yeah, so you get Sundays. So we'll go all the way through Saturday. And hopefully we're on Saturday morning because Saturday afternoons can kind of can kind of suck just because, you know, you're waking up and you have Sunday and then you're back to it. But spring ball is honestly – it's a good time. Um, you're transitioning from winter workouts where you're, you're pretty much at your peak healthiness yeah. throughout, the, throughout the entire year. Uh, and you're just kind of ready to get back to playing football. And then after spring ball, obviously summer break. So I think I really like spring ball and it, it's an awesome time. You, to, so you like spring ball. So, so, yeah. so, so camp versus camp versus spring ball. You're, you're going spring ball. Dude, camp. Camp is horrible. That's camp. always been the, that's the big question every year. Like we're about to start spring ball and people are like, is it worse? Is it easier or harder than camp? Yeah. It's, I think it's significantly easier, yeah, but I understand the argument for it being harder. It's a lot of people. It's not as it's not as one sided as we're making it seem right now. It's a lot of people who rather do camp because you don't have class. Yeah, that's the yeah, big. There's no class. Um, the other good argument for for why camp is better is there's no season right around the corner, so we're gonna be banging every day. Yeah, we're. Yeah. I mean, we don't take it easy on our bodies at all during spring ball because we don't have to worry about a game in the next month. So. Yeah. Me, we're going. Grant and I are going head-to-head contact pretty much every day. It's not. Yes. It's not letting and letting off. So Dude, I told you last year. I'm pretty sure the hardest took I took last year was you hitting me in the spring game. Yeah, I had a stinger. I mean, you, flipped, you flipped my legs above my head. <laughs> I had a stinger for the next two plays. <laughs> another, you know, another topic of discussion is, uh, you know, for McHugh at least, and just just like amongst college athletes across the country is like how your meals are. And I think our meals were probably the worst in the entire nation uh, before Coach Elliott got here. They were horrible. And, you know, we just had a lot of meal improvement over the past few years. And I, do you – I mean, how do you think they are? Like, do you- I, I, have, I have two reasons why I think it's gotten better. Yeah. One, I think the feedback that us players have been giving is finally being listened to and implemented. Yeah. Two – the availability of, availability of things like red card. Oh yeah, you gotta talk about red that. Red card has been game changing. Yeah, because yeah, we've always been provided a meal. Yep. But if you don't like it, then it's that's that's what it is. You don't like the food, you're gonna have to eat it. Now, if you don't like the food, you have an option to go get what you want. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously not every day. You know, we get like fifty dollars a week, but mm-hmm. that's enough to give you a nice treat for a yeah. night where. Or you might not like the 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 dining hall food or the the breakfast that we get from after workouts. Um, yeah, I think those two things have been you know just game changing for our meals. So Grant and I aren't complaining by any means. It is free food. I just you know yeah. <laughs> we'll eat it. We're not we're not complaining about it. But it's just like I feel like a lot of people that I know that go to schools other places. I see them you know they have full dining halls for themselves after a practice and you know before. Elliot and his staff, you know, they listen to us about 
what we want. And, you know, they're, they're really like a player staff. Like they listen to the players a lot before that we'd have like a soaking wet burrito that's been like, yeah, that was catered the week before it was terrible. It was, it was awful. It was, <laughs> well, awful. here's, here's the, here's the other thing with, with the food. I, I understand where they come from because it has to be in those, they can't get it delivered. The you know, day. writers were finished up. They have to get it early, yeah. and then it sits in those, you know, warm those heat lamp warmer things for several hours. Um, yeah. So that was a good transition into our next, our first repeating topic that we'll have by the week, um, and we're gonna do a snake draft. And our first one to kick it off uh, will be the best places to eat in Charlottesville. You know, we wanted to keep it close to home, and I'm excited about this one, man. I'm excited to, to see yeah. what we. Now, I, I have not, to preface, I have not had a ton of food in Charlottesville. Yeah. I, I haven't gotten a chance to go downtown and just, like, explore a bunch of those restaurants. Yeah. I wish I had earlier, but I'm starting to now. Yeah. That was a good thing to preface with, man. There's a lot. There's a lot. If you've been to Charlottesville or even heard of it, there's a lot of heavy hitters downtown in the downtown mall. You know, a lot of, like, underground, not underground, obviously, but, like, Hole in the wall type places. Yeah, and a lot could, of hole in the wall spots. They could be really upscale places that don't look like they are, but so yeah, we don't have any of those. But this is just what we've had, so we're excited to do this. All right, so we just flipped a coin, and I'm going to be going first for the snake draft. Um, my number one is Continental Divide. I knew that was coming. It's it's some of the best Mexican food I've ever had. Okay, I knew that. I've been there only. Three or four times, but food amazing, not expensive at all. Absolutely my number one. Yeah, that's a good pick, man. My, I'm starting off with my number one. It arguably is probably the best food I've maybe ever had. Um, it's called Guajiros. It's, I, I mean, I need to be corrected if I'm wrong, but it's like a Latin American, Cuban type style Miami eatery. It's awesome. You know, you get your um, Cuban style sandwiches. You know, the press sandwiches. Uh, you get the meals with like the rice beans, uh, the plantains, and like a serving of meat. It's awesome. It's some of the best food I've ever had. Dude, when you told me yeah. on the drive back that asked if I had had it and I told you no, I thought your jaw was going to hit the freaking floor. I got to try it. I got to awesome. try it. All right, my number two it's new, it's brand new. Black Cow Chop House. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought that food – me and Cohen had this last week. I thought that was one of the best steaks I've ever had. Yeah. I'm being I'm, – I'm giving – I keep saying ever. So that's a bit of a stretch. But it was a fantastic steak. The service was wonderful. The the forest at the bar te- – at the bar, the bartender was yeah, a super awesome. cool guy. Let us let us know what kind of what they're working with there. It was a good time. Like you, like you said, man, it just opened – was it? I don't know how how recent, but it just opened within the past month. Three weeks ago, yeah. yeah. It was it was great. All right, so my number two. This is a tough one. I'm gonna go. My number two, my second favorite place to eat in Charlottesville is gonna be Doma. It's on the same stretch as Guajiro Guajiro's is, and it's a Korean barbecue style place. It it's amazing. I get this meal. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's like ramen and beef and like this sweet and sour sauce i mean like sweet and spicy sauce it's it's amazing you get rice cakes in it i've gotten i've got at one point like about a month ago i went three times a week and it's not like fast food it's not like a fast food place it's like a sit-down restaurant i sat down every single time 
I've seen it, but I have I have not been in. I I I, I think there's a chance every restaurant you pick for your top five I haven't been to. Probably haven't there's a, actually there's there's a chance. All right, my number three, Villa Diner. Really Villa Diner's been around for so long. Everyone loves to go there. They kind of got that southern hospitality feel in there. Villa Diner is my number three spot. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. And that's on red card, so we get it. And it's on red card, so we don't pay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good pick. All right, my number three, and really a really high upscale restaurant. If you look up best restaurants in Charlottesville, I'm pretty sure this will pop up first. It's the Ivy Inn. So I live over here at Ivy Gardens, a little apartment complex, and it's a two-minute walk from me. It's right across. It's right across the street from my apartment complex. It looks like a little house. I'm pretty. It, it really is just a house. It is a house. I'm, yeah. yeah. It's just a little house, but it's like extremely fancy food. You know, my girlfriend and I went uh, in January, and we spent over like. $130, but I mean, we got a lot of food, but it's, it's awesome. It's some of the best food I've ever had. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't make this list without having IBN on it. Right, that's fair. So I went my number four. Yeah. I was torn between what spot to put my last two. Mm. So I'm going to go white spot. Ooh, not, you know, obviously not for the necessarily the quality of the food, but no. the, yeah. The convenience of being out on a Friday or Saturday night and walking yeah. in the white spot and paying four dollars for a Gus burger, <laughs> unmatched. Yeah, that's why it's my number four. Yeah, it's convenient, man. It's good food too. It's not just. It's not just. Yeah, it's it's very good. No, it's not trash, but you know, it's obviously not you know not the best burger you're ever gonna have. But yeah. dude, I'm 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 having a hard time with this one. I feel like I know what your five is gonna be. I don't think you do. I think I might, man. I think I might. I'll tell you if I do. So for my number four, my number four, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Kabuto. Kabuto is a Japanese hibachi style place. And I feel like if I didn't put that on my list, I'd be extremely wrong because everyone loves hibachi food. I think it's better than Sakura. We have Sakura on red card, and pretty much if you're a recruit. Um, on an official visit here, you'll get taken to Sakura, but I think we should make that transition into Kabuto. The the service, it's our it's my girlfriend and I's, it's our favorite waitress. She's awesome. She's the only waitress in there. And you know, we see her every single time. I get the same meal. It's cheap. It's not it's not as expensive as most of the other hibachi places. And the lunch special is it's ten out of ten. All right. So you're four for four on things I've never had. <laughs> All right. My last spot, I'm going Sedona Tap House. I did. Yeah. Sedona's good. I That was one of the first places that uh, me and my parents went to from when we came down for a, a game and we were a – I was a recruit. We went to Sedona after the game. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, I love it there. I think it's great food. I yeah. don't really have much to say. I haven't been there in a while, I'm going to be honest. But I do like the food there. Sedona's a great place. Uh my number five. This is a this is a funny pick, but my number five is gonna be Canes. It it can't it's Canes is a top five restaurant here or a top five food establishment here for me. You know the line yeah. is always the line is always probably quarter of a mile stretched out of the yeah onto the highway <laughs> yeah to the highway, and it blocks off an entire lane right after a light. 
and it's it's right before you get into you know the grounds area of Charlottesville and the of UVA and it is insane though I mean I think it's only, I think it's one of two um, locations for Canes in Virginia I think the other one's in Richmond or Norfolk but it's I'm just I'm addicted but I don't get it often because you know the Caniac combo the calories on that is insane it's like the highest cap caloric fast food item ever but Canes has to be there it's awesome for me Canes chicken is elite but I'm a sauce guy I gotta have more sauces than just Canes or sauce <laughs> yeah Funny, funny because I thought you know which one I thought, and if anyone's listening, the the one that I thought would definitely be on the list, and I bet everybody else did was Bodo's, and it's just I I, I didn't have it in my top five. I might have I might have overeaten it though. Oh I yeah, like, I was getting it several times a week for a year. Yeah, that's, um, that's in it. Yeah, but yeah, whoever tunes into this, if you want to hit us up on social media, Instagram, Twitter. Um, let us know what we should try in Charlottesville. I would yeah. love to start trying new pot spots. Obviously, I have four that Cohen uh, picked and I haven't even tried. But yeah, let us know. Um, you know, maybe in a down the road, that could be a little segment that we do where we can review you know, a, a suggested restaurant. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to move on to this next part. Um, it's really just talking about why we returned obviously you heard grant and i got here in 2018 i don't know if you did a little bit of mental math but that is a long time ago and you know we are currently fifth year players going into our sixth we'll be going into our sixth year um in the in august to start the next season off so grant i could kick this one off about yeah, why yeah um so interestingly enough i got i applied for an internship in January of 2022, and it was through a little externship program that uh, we did here, and I got paired up with a guy. He's awesome, man. I'd love to have him here on here one time. Uh, his name's Bill Curry. He played here. Bill, I don't want to date you, but I'm, so I'm not going to date you. So I don't know when you played here. Um, we I paired up with him. This was back in 2021, actually, when I was paired with him, and we went out to eat a few times at first watch it's an amazing breakfast place here and he was really just telling me a little bit what he did he works at this company called boston scientific where he started off doing medical device sales and now he's a field director of the national accounts and he's awesome i was i had no idea what med uh, medical device sales were and i was really just talking to him to kind of get to know him and a year later he told me i should apply for this internship and he thinks I had a lot of skills to be successful in that field. So, again, this is all while I'm still – we're still playing football. Like, this is 2021 to 2022. I'm talking to this guy. And I applied, and I, I, I met with this other guy who works there now. His name's Omar. And we got on a few Microsoft Teams calls with him and his boss. And, you know, it's kind of nerve-wracking. Like, I've never had a real conversation with corporate people. Yeah. and. Trying to, trying to really just get a job because 2022 of January, I was going to be done playing at the end of the year, uh, what I imagined. I thought I was going to be done after my fifth year. And they they loved me. I answered a lot of their questions right. And he, you know, they offered the intern. Uh, once I applied, um, I think there were 48 applicants 
and only two of us got accepted. So I had to accept it. I went to El- Tony Elliott and just told him, you know, I can't miss out on this opportunity pretty much. And I was in Marlboro for three months, pretty much. And I was working with, I can't remember, a hundred other interns in different fields, completely out of my comfort zone. But it was awesome to get away from, fo- from football for a few months. I missed the entire winter workouts. Right after I graduated, I was gone until fall camp. And I had a blast. It was awesome. And pretty much after I got back from here, they offered me a job and I was set. I was like, I'm definitely coming back. I mean, I'm definitely going back to work there after this season. And I was just so pumped to finally have, you know, it was, it was a sort of a sense of comfort of just having a something to do after football. Cause not, not a lot of guys have that. And the first or the, the second week of fall camp, I dislocated my elbow. So I was planning, planning to start obviously. And it put me out for two games from dislocating my elbow in fall camp. It was awful. Yeah. And um, I ended up getting back against ODU. I'm pretty sure that was our third, third game or fourth game. And in that game in the third quarter, I ended up tearing my MCL right after I got back, my first game getting back. And I was down. I was down. I was like, there's no way that I just did these two injuries. They're not, they're not tearing your ACL, obviously, but tearing your MCL will keep you out for – I mean, mom was a grade three, so it kept me out for a good amount of time. Yeah. And I got back against Georgia Tech. That was my first game back again and started that game, got my first interception, and then I had, honestly, the best season, season I've ever had yet. And it was a hard decision, like I said, because I was so ready to just go to the workforce and start working. You know, it was awesome, like a totally different change of pace. But I just saw a lot of potential. And then after the tragedy that happened, I, I it felt wrong to just kind of leave out on, you know, we, we missed two games. And then, you know, especially my season, I missed however many games it was a lot. But that's why I came back. I just saw a lot of upside of coming back. And I feel like I had a little bit more football to play. Yeah. Dude, you got rid- hit by the the injury train this year. That sucked. I remember in the third quarter at ODU, I was walking around and I see you standing with your helmet off and your shoe off. I was like, man, what happened? Like, you just, this is your first game. Like, you played like, I don't even think you started the game. I think they eased you back into it. I think, right? No, I started that game. I started that game. But yeah, I was like, man, that sucks. Yep, well, sure. I came back. And in the complete and total opposite shoes of you, <laughs> I had no job lined up. I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I just had to come back to give myself more time. That's it. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not the only reason. I, bro, we went, we did not have a good season last year, obviously. Um, so not a great season. I felt like I didn't progress through the year the way I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the the way the season ended, I just felt like I didn't give everything I had so far. I, I was not prepared to say I'm never stepping back on a football field or I'm ready to just move on with my life. I felt like I had more to give, just like you said. Yeah. And I think that's how a lot of people felt. And, you know, I know some people that, you know, are done playing and they, they're not sure how they feel about it because – it was just a, a strange way to, you know, end your career if that was your last last time. 
Uh, I had, so I had to come back. I felt like I needed to. Finishing off on a game that you you prepared to have two more games after that, it was it was weird. That game felt surreal too, the pit game. But I mean, we can talk about that another time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So our last segment, um, we're really, you know, we're happy. I'm pretty happy how this is going, man. And we have a rapid fire segment. Yep. So Grant and I pre- prepared seven questions each, and you know, we're just gonna fire off. I know Grant pretty well. He knows me pretty well, but this is just for you all to know us a little bit more. Um, they're not serious questions, but no, uh, not serious I, in any way. And you're not going to know anything special about Cohen from these questions that I ask. <laughs> you do it first. Right. Yeah, I'm going to start it up. Cool. Sharks or lions? <laughs> uh, lions. All right. Marvel or DC? DC. Hot take. Yeah. Real or fake Christmas tree? Real. Speak every language or speak to animals? Every language. I love it. Never, never wait in a line or have all lights be green. Dang, dude. All lights be green. What? Barbecue food or Chinese? <laughs> uh, barbecue. Chinese, 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 Chinese. Final answer? Chinese, yep. Yep. Fan at night or no fan at night? Fan. I love it. I love it. I was said, told you, not, no one's going to get to know Cohen a little more off those questions, but yeah. they're interesting and fun. All right, Grant, these are yours. Let's do it. Afternoon or night games? Night. College basketball or NBA? College. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Ooh, I like favorite, favorite season. Oh, God. Uh, summer. Walmart or Target? Uh, Target. Best fast food? McDonald's. <laughs> and lastly, favorite Marvel character? Iron Man. Easy. I love we talked about this. We talked this about on the drive up. How the original Iron Man is such an amazing movie. Peak and film. the first. The first hour of it is I almost perfect. It I love that movie. Yeah, it's an amazing movie, man. It's an amazing movie. But I am shocked. I'm shocked you said DC over Marvel. You're a big Marvel guy. I'm a huge Marvel guy, but the way these movies have been going after Endgame, like I was telling you, it's yeah, not my cup of tea. It's not. It's a little, it's a little childish. All right, that's fair. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're wrapping this up, and we just want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode one of the Kings of Mischief podcast. Um, you know, our goal of this is really just talk about our football season, you know, interview other athletes, coaches, or Charlottesville indiv- individuals, anybody else that we know. Yeah. You know, just give us, give you all a look into our life. And we're just really excited to bring this to you. Yeah. Thank you for tuning into the first episode. Hope to see you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. <laughs>